really honest with myself about that and saying like, okay, every time I say yes to this, to anything, I'm saying no to everything else. So if I'm saying yes to this, I'm saying no to having time for myself. I'm saying no to spending time with John. I'm saying no to spending time with Mm -hmm. my family. I'm saying no to spending time with my friends. Like, is that yes, really that important? And that was like a big game changer for me, just in the mindset aspect of how I was thinking about it. I love that. And I'm going to open a loop and we're going to close it real quick because I know we want to get into the article. One of my pet peeves is we've talked about this maybe a long time ago, people flaking out because what Mm. you just said speaks to so much respect and showing respect for other people in that by saying no and being very clear or or declining, offering an alternative, but being very clear about your intentions to accept, to to do something or not do something is so much more respectful. Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia and Puerto Rico to be exact. And we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole. And welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone. And two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hi, Nicole. Hello, Kate. How are you? I'm good. I see your afternoon sun streaming in again. Little ray of sunshine on you. I'm actually trying to like find positions now in my office because where my desk was before, I never dealt with like the sun hitting me directly. And now it hits me directly from two different angles, depending on the time of day. So I might have to kind of do a little more rearranging so that it's not in my face. This is so funny because it's the same thing with me. I know we've talked about we've rearranged our desks and rearranged our offices. Yes. And with the changing of the seasons and the year, the sun has moved and I'm in the similar situation. The sun streams in at a certain time of the day when I'm working from home and it's really actually too intense. I know it sounds really yeah. bad saying I love the sun. I love, you know, all of that, but it's too intense and I have to close the curtains and then I'm like putting on artificial light. Like I've got a window right here. So I'm like, you. I think I'm going to have to rearrange my desk as well. Back to the way yeah. it was before. Oh man. Okay. Well, you've been with this setup for quite a while now, especially <laughs> given that right after you changed to it, you said that you were going to change back. But then I know, I think you had visitors come and there was like this string of things that you were like, not doing it now. <laughs> not doing it now. Maybe at the end of the year, maybe around Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I know that you guys are kind of in the midst of a little conference rally. You guys have been at events uh, for the last couple of weeks and now you guys have South by Southwest in Sydney. That's right. South by Southwest, the long running, long standing, famous event from Austin has descended in Sydney this year for the first time ever. And it's been running since the weekend, last weekend, and it runs all through this week. And it's our first time. And it's been amazing. It's been so good. Yeah. 
but it's been very exciting. I've always heard great things about the event, but yes, a lot like big, right? Lots of sessions, lots of things happening all the time. It's hard to describe what kind of an event it is really, because I think it has its roots. I just learned um, at the event that it started in 1987 in Austin. No way. Wow. Long time ago when we were little. (laughs) And and it started as a music festival. So it's got this element of it's got music, it's got film screenings. Then it's, I suppose the way I came to know of it, it was more around the tech and innovation space. The latest trends, gadgets, all all of those things were being unveiled and showcased and discussed. So you've got these three kind of big areas and that's what I think makes it so unique because it brings together yeah. all these people of very different industries, yeah, coming together for one festival slash conference. I suppose it's known as a conference, but it kind of feels like a festival because of the music and the film. Right, right. Okay, so you guys are really enjoying it, though. Loving it, loving it. Oh, yeah. Um, that's going to be a whole conversation. <laughs> I don't know if we can – it's going to get me started, but it's been great. It's been great. That's wonderful. I'm so glad to hear it. This actually, I mean, could be related to today's topic because I know that sometimes we have opportunities that come up, events that we want to attend, places we want to go, and sometimes it can be really hard to say no. That's what we're going to be talking about today, saying no. (laughs) You love this this topic. Yeah, this has become like one of my favorite things to do. (laughs) I love this topic so much because I used to struggle so hard with saying no. But not only that, I realized that as a result, a lot of my time was spent on things that I didn't even want to be doing. And that caused the snowball effect of regret, feelings of resentment, and the worst less time for the things that mattered most to me. So when I had this realization, it was kind of this aha moment of wake up, Kate. (laughs) I know it's not easy to say no. It makes me feel very uncomfortable to say no, or it did for a long time. Sometimes it still does. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why it took me so long to realize this, but I'm so glad that I did because learning how to say no has been so powerful. It has been so empowering. And I'm really happy that we decided to dive into this topic on the podcast because if anybody struggles with it, like I've struggled with it, then we've got some good stuff coming for you over (laughs) the next like 30 minutes or so. (laughs) I think you are someone who really embodies this. And I've learned so much about saying no from you. It's been very inspiring because I think for the longest time, I don't think you were alone. I think there's so many of us in general who really struggle with saying no. And that frustration and resentment kicks in and it becomes a cycle. And it literally is a matter of awareness of like, oh, I need to start saying no to more things. And it can be game changing, Mm. right? It can... Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Um, that's very sweet. And I accept, I accept the compliment, um, because I have worked really hard on it. And I feel like with everything that we've discussed over the past couple of months, you know, we've been very focused on managing your time better, preparing and planning, setting yourself up for success in the new year. And I feel like being intentional about saying no. And to your point, exactly what you said, just being more aware of when you're making these decisions, when you're committing your time to something, 
in those moments, if you're aware of it, then instead of like an automatic yes, which is what I used to do, I didn't, I never even thought of it. Somebody asked me to do something. Yeah, I'd love to do that. And then all of a sudden I'm (laughs) committed for like the next 10 days of all these things that I'm like, I don't even really want to do that. Why do I say yes to that? (laughs) So Kate, you, you've come to be known as the conductor of the no train around here. (laughs) I love that. I saw your note on that. And I think Omar said, that when we were in Japan. I love that. (laughs) Conductor of the no train. It's perfect. (laughs) And it's great. So take us on this journey, showing us how to say no, because I think for me, it's been a very late realization in life. Like you said before, it took you so long. I think it took me even longer. So let's, um, let's unpack this. All right, friends, Mm -hmm. hop on the train. Train's (laughs) starting to move. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Choo-choo. Okay. So I think what's really helpful actually is identifying when you find it the toughest to say no. Um, so can you share maybe like it would be helpful if you thought of some times when you have a really hard time saying no? For me, 100%, it's family. Mm, Yeah. That's one of the hardest. Mm -hmm. So family, like they ask you, can you do this for me? Or let's schedule this dinner. Let's schedule this family outing on this day. But I've already got something else booked. I find Mm. it really hard. I try and move things. You know, I've been known to try and move things around because I've found it really hard to say no to family requests. Yeah, I think family and friends is definitely Mm -hmm. a biggie. I know that I struggle with that a lot. And that's because those are things that are really important to me, right? right? So I think that probably first comes to mind that it's difficult to say no to people who you care about. Yes, (laughs) yeah, for sure. I also think that if I think back to when I was working in corporate America and talking with friends who work like a more traditional nine to five job that they find it really difficult to say no at work. Mm -hmm. Like if a superior or a bot, their boss or somebody's asking them to do something that it's almost like if you say no, then you feel like you've got a tick against you or something, or like you're not capable of doing it. When oftentimes I think what it's more about is like you feel so overwhelmed with all this stuff already on your plate that you're like, how could I possibly mm-hmm. add something else to my plate? <laughs> yeah. You're not being a team player that mm-hmm. that's being thrown at you. And that's really yeah. tough. That's really tough because, yeah, if you say no, then you're not a team player. Yeah. And, and another thing that I think is makes it really difficult, and this could be like in any scenario, right? Friends, family, work, whatever is when you feel put on the spot, like somebody kind of has you cornered and is looking at you like you need to answer me right now, Mm -hmm. which I've felt that. And the thing about that feeling is I've learned that it's a feeling you're putting on yourself because I don't really know that people actually expect you to answer in the moment. I think it's like this pressure that you put on yourself to feel Mm -hmm. like you're supposed to when in reality, you don't need to answer right away. And that has been like one of the biggest lessons for me, for sure. And so it's almost like a technique, right? That you have to practice that you, once you realize, okay, I don't actually have to say and commit right now. What can I get in the habit of in that moment, say instead? Yeah. 
Absolutely. And so that is where I started. And that has been my biggest like go to whenever I'm saying no to anything. So we go back to family and friends, super tough, right? If you're at work, there actually you shared an awesome article that we're going to be diving into that talks a lot about um, saying no in the workplace. So I'll save that one for when we dive into that article. Family, friends, colleagues, anytime somebody's asking you to do something, that is always my go-to. Do not feel like you have to answer right away. And typically what I will say is, thank you so much for thinking of me or thank you so much for sharing this with me. I just need to check my calendar, make sure that this is, you know, something that I can commit to. Can I get back to you or let me get back to you Mm -hmm. and give yourself the space, right? Because Mm -hmm. a lot of the times too, we can be really excited about something that someone's asking us about. And it can be really easy to just like automatically say like, oh my gosh, yes, I would love to do that. Even if like sometimes I feel like saying yes, I still give myself the space because you can feel really excited in one moment and then the next day be like, hmm, why'd I say yes to that? (laughs) That takes takes discipline because if I'm going to think that makes me think about why I've struggled and when I've struggled to say no, I think it's that default excitement. Some people might say it's FOMO. There's lots of ways you could describe this, but that knee jerk, oh yes, opportunity, of course, let's say yes, why not? (laughs) That Mm -hmm. can, yeah, trip you up and you end up inadvertently just saying yes to a whole lot of stuff, which we know you won't won't do if you followed perhaps the previous conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Right, (laughs) of our preloaded year and all of our excitement around being able to visualize your year at a glance, which yeah, can be so helpful in this regard as well when it comes to saying no. But I, I really do think that that space that you give yourself, whether you're know that you want to say yes, or you know that you want to say no, don't put that pressure on yourself to, you know, sometimes it can feel really awkward if you're standing face to face with someone and someone asks you something and in your mind, you're like, I'm definitely not going to do that. But it can be a lot more comfortable for you to say, you know what, thank you so much. Let me go ahead and check my schedule, make sure that that works out. And can I get back to you? And then you have time to at least think of a nice way to say, Thank you, but no thank you. Mm-hmm. Or make sure that you really, yeah, either can, can or can't. Um, it, it's also, I think it brings up just, a, I guess, the, the personality trait or a disposition to just wanting to not be hurtful. There's sometimes there's a lot that's in a no, right? It kind of weighs yeah. heavy with rejection, disappointment, letting people down. And so I I get it. I get why it's hard. I mean, maybe I'm just giving myself an out of why I've struggled (laughs) for a long time. And it does more revolve around trying and wanting to be nice and wanting to, yeah. To be helpful. Be helpful and not disappoint people. But then it does come at a cost and you realize, and you you don't like the, the the other side of it is you don't like that feeling of resentment. You don't like being in Mm -hmm. that. But the and the extra frustrating thing is that you've done it to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you've yeah. you've created that resentment because you weren't able to say no strong enough. I don't even know that that's really. I think it becomes practice. I think you can mm-hmm. speak to how you 
eventually was there like a turning point something that you read or what was like you know I I think it was well I want to speak to what you just said real quick first and then I'll answer that question because I do feel like there have been multiple turning points over time that have been like little notches of like pointing me in this direction of like Mm -hmm. okay you got to start taking this seriously like this Mm -hmm. is affecting your life (laughs) But in regards to wanting to be helpful, I remember that feeling so clearly when somebody asks you to do something and you feel so bad saying no, because you do want to support and you do want to be involved. What I've learned is that there are so many different ways that you can do that. So it doesn't always have to be you saying yes to a request that somebody has to can you come next week and be a volunteer for eight hours on a Saturday Well, maybe that's not like something that you're, that you want to commit to. Maybe that's not something that you can commit to for any number of reasons. You have other plans that day. You can't be there for eight hours, whatever it might be. And in those cases, I've always found that you can still be helpful and supportive in other ways. So uh, I've found for me, like if I'm asked to do something, I know we talked, we actually talked about this in a previous episode too. I can't remember which one off the top of my head. Do you remember? Was it, um, oh, I thought I had it and then it's gone. Morning brain. Yeah, sorry. I, I really put yeah. you on the spot with no, that no. one. <laughs> we were talking about volunteering. We were talking about, um, yes, we, were, yes. we were talking, I think you were talking about the pencils of promise. No, was it that episode? We were talking about charity, giving back. Maybe it was giving back because the example that's coming to mind and the one that made me think of our previous conversation is, After a recent hurricane here in Puerto Rico, there was a group getting together and they were bringing supplies to different areas of the island. And at that time, I, I didn't have like my day, whatever day they were going to deliver supplies. Like I just I could not be a part of that. But I could offer up my skills in helping with the logistics of that. So you don't always have to look at saying Mm -hmm. no as like, absolutely nothing, all or nothing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, no, I cannot help you. I cannot do anything. And you don't have to look at it as, uh, as not being a helpful person because you can still be helpful in other ways. So that became kind of a challenge that when somebody asked me, asked something of me or presented an opportunity where I couldn't do that, but I did want to help and support, then I would simply, again, always first say, let me check and see Mm -hmm. if I can commit to this. And then after thinking about other ways that I might be able to help support, then I was coming to them and saying, you know what, unfortunately, I can't do X, Y, and Z. However, I would love to offer ABC. So you're bringing a solution, right? You're still being incredibly helpful without having to, without saying yes to the original request. And also providing an alternative. So in the case that maybe you have to say, you have to decline brunch with a girlfriend or something with a group of friends, being able to provide an alternative can also ease that feeling of um, letting people down. I'm saying, no, I'm I'm declining that that offering that suggestion but hey how about we do this instead definitely to protect whether it is your space your time your other commitments Mm -hmm. and that's like a great example too for family right like family dinner 
like four nights in a row, maybe you can say, you know what, I'd love to do Monday and Thursday. And maybe over the weekend, we can get together and go, you know, for a shopping day, or we can go do a walk together or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. providing those alternatives is always a great, like strong follow up for sure. So Nicole, I definitely want to dive into this article that you shared about how to say no. I think there's so many excellent points in it. Again, it kind of focuses on like saying no in the workplace, but I think that we can totally apply all of these Judd Anton, the author of this article, gives three reasons that you should say no more often. And I think all three of them can be applied in any area of life, really. So I definitely want to dive into that real quick. I'll circle back. You asked like how I kind of got on this, like if there was a single event or something that happened that kind of got me on the no train. And now in the conductor seat. <laughs> and it was aside, really I'm taking over. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it was honestly a bunch of little clicks in the uh, facing me in the right direction eventually. But it was those moments when I would look at my calendar and I'd see a week ahead of me. I really like on kind of Saturday, Sundays, like I always look at my week ahead to kind of prepare myself for what I have coming up. And just too many times I was looking at it and dreading my week. Mm. And I'm like, this is a horrible feeling. Why would I? I I don't want to dread my week. I want to be excited about what I have coming up. And that was really like my first cue that... Uh, This is just, I've had this feeling way too many times. Mm -hmm. I want to be excited about the things I'm committing to, and I wasn't excited about them. So that was really like, okay, why am I not excited about this stuff? I'm saying yes to things that I simply don't want to do. And that's no offense, right? To the people Mm -hmm. who asked me to participate in things. It's not that I don't, you know, think that they're great things. It's just sometimes like, I want that time for me. I want to spend that time with John. I want to, I want to be with like my friends and my family. I want to take that trip. And you have to understand that, like, I totally get that feeling of like feeling bad, but what's the expense, right? Mm. Like you brought that up earlier. What are you giving up in order to say yes to these things that don't even matter to you? You're saying no to family vacations and time with your spouse and time to take care of yourself. Like those are all really important things. And so it kind of came down to like me really getting brutally honest with myself about that and saying like, okay, Every time I say yes to this, to anything, I'm saying no to everything else. So if I'm saying yes to this, I'm saying no to having time for myself. I'm saying no to spending time with John. I'm saying no to spending time with Mm -hmm. my family. I'm saying no to spending time with my friends. Like, is that yes really that important? And that was like a big game changer for me, just in the mindset aspect of how I was thinking about it. I love that. And I'm going to open a loop and we're going to close it real quick because I know we want to get into the article. One of my pet peeves is we've talked about this maybe a long time ago, people flaking out because what Mm. you just said speaks to so much respect and showing respect for other people in that by saying no and being very clear or or declining, offering an alternative, but being very clear about your intentions to accept, to to do something or not do something is so much more respectful than saying yes. And then at the last minute, 
cancelling, changing your mind, not showing up, choosing a better alternative, which I'm sorry, I'm going to get really passionate. We can close this loop, but I feel like happens more and more. And I don't know if it's a generational thing, but I'm seeing that more. And I don't think it's very, very cool. You can get in front of it and you can be that person that is very clear about what you're saying yes to and therefore not falling short on promises or mm-hmm. over promising under delivering oh that's my it. gosh that's I my piece thousand mic drop 1000 percent agree <laughs> let that sink in friends mm. <laughs> uh, that was my little rant let's go on to judd anton's article how to say no yes yes okay so um in judd's article how to say no again it talks about three reasons that you should say no more often so the three reasons. One of them is impact. So saying no allows you to the time to do things that are most important to you. So we've talked about that, right? Like the impact of you, you can't do things that are most important to you if all your time is spent doing all these other things that you said yes to because you felt bad or because somebody caught you in the moment and you felt awkward. So you said yes, like any number of things, right? right. So impact Number two, avoiding burnout. You can only do so much. Makes sense, right? We can all resonate with that. Again, shout out to our last episode of the preloaded year. You can't do all the things in all the weeks of the year. Um, and number three, leadership. So establishing yourself as a productive action oriented person. I, I would take this as leading by example, I also took it as, uh, yeah, I agree. I take it as that. And I also take it as, I suppose, people who are in leadership positions or demonstrate, even if they're not in a leadership position, but it demonstrates that quality is that decisiveness. That's usually quite admirable because someone's very, and it, it comes back to that. I guess it comes back to even the first point impact, just being very clear on what's important, what's a priority, what's what's urgent, what's necessary, you know, being able to be decisive in those areas, you know, shows that you're perhaps more capable of, of that leadership quality versus being stuck in indecisiveness, being wishy-washy, going back and forth, being unclear, not following through on a promise, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, like you said, just when you did your mic drop soliloquy, (laughs) that was beautiful. Um, Like this is actually a a very respectful thing for you to do is to say no, if it's not something that your heart is in. And also like so many times, like flip the script, put yourself in that person's shoes. If you are asking someone to help you with something that's important to you, would you want someone to say yes, just because they felt bad Mm. and, but they don't want to do it. Like, I wouldn't want that. I want someone to say yes, because it's a hell yeah. Not because they're like, Oh, I feel bad for Kate. So I'm going to say yes. I don't need you to feel bad for me. (laughs) Don't do it out of obligation. Doing, doing it begrudgingly. That's the worst. Yeah, and forming like resentment and regret and all that. I don't want to be responsible for other people feeling that way. No Mm -hmm. way. Okay, so those are the three reasons he says you should say no more often. And then he also gives three types of no to help you with how to say no. So the three types of no, one is the yes no, 
(laughs) (laughs) which he says is the most common. So you're saying yes to the need, but no to the ask. I like with this strategy that it's more about asking questions. So it's not Mm. about an immediate yes or no right away, which can either a no shuts, you know, is a shutdown, which that's not good. We know that that's not going to move things along or not get the outcome you want. An immediate yes doesn't leave the person who's being asked can lead to resentment and all of those things. So this strategy is to not shut down the person, but find out a little bit more about the ask by asking questions so that you understand why this this particular ask is is being asked of you so by learn by learning more about what this person is asking you may find out that in the case of say it's a it's a work request you've been asked to write a report you've done a similar report before maybe something needs to be changed in that report you can still meet the need and provide the report but not in the way that it was originally asked of you so i think mm-hmm. just uncovering asking questions can help make the other the person who's asking feel like oh okay this person is open to helping out to doing what i need them to do or but by asking more questions then you'll learn like do we actually need to do this in the way that it's been asked maybe we can provide an alternative like (laughs) going back to your example maybe i can't do exactly what you need me to do but I can do this for you instead. And then it's a win-win and everybody's happy. Right. You, you, you get to the outcome, you get the desired outcome. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first type of now. Um, the second type of no is the material now. And he talks about this as you're not going to say no, instead, you're going to say yes, but with a reasonable materials list. When I was in corporate America, this was like my anthem right here. I would always use this because I would get the most ridiculous requests and be like, okay, great. Do you have X, Y, and Z in order for me to accomplish this? So that's kind of like your materials list, right? I'd love to help you with this. If you can just provide me with these things that I need in order to meet your request, And then typically the person realizes how unrealistic you accomplishing that thing without any of the materials that they need to deliver for it. And it either ends up dropping off the list or they need to provide you with something before you're able to accomplish it. Uh I didn't kind of get this one originally because maybe I haven't had enough experience in the corporate space, but I thought about, is this like, let's have a meeting to discuss what you've been, what you've just asked me to do. It's kind of like, is it a bit of a stalling of the request? (laughs) A little bit of a stalling, but also just like recognition for the person asking you that Mm. like what they're asking of you is Mm. not something that you can hop from like A to Z because Mm. B, C and D need to happen first. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that makes sense. And it kind of defines sometimes the ask is so big, the person doesn't recognize it. And this is a way of defining what is the scope of this thing? So it can happen in a mm-hmm. meeting or it can happen with the set of materials. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that. I like it. Okay. It's clearer to me now. And then the third type of no is the priority no, which I think is so transferable in any situation, right? Um, and this is about saying something like, yes, I'm happy to take on that project, which thing should replace this on the priority list. Mm. So it's really about helping other people understand 
in the workplace specifically, okay, these are all the other things that you've already asked me to do. So where does this fit into it? But in life, I think that this is a question that you need to be asking yourself. Mm -hmm. So the priority no then becomes a question of you saying, if I'm going to say yes to this thing, what am I taking away from what I already have committed to or what I already want that I know I want to do? Or what are you deprioritizing? Maybe something that right. is important to you. All of a sudden you put yourself. And I think that's where a lot of the frustration, the resentment, a lot of people who are generously, generally more generous with their time, more giving, more nurturing will continue to deprioritize themselves and the things that their mm-hmm. commitments and things that are important to them in order to say yes to other people's needs and requests. Yeah. This and so that really goes is a biggie. And it really goes back to what we were saying earlier in this episode about like, you have to be aware of this. You have to be intentional about it. You have to give yourself again, that space to be able to ask yourself these questions, because if you're just like trigger happy with your yeses, and all of a sudden you find yourself like me with a calendar full of things that you don't want to do, nobody's happy as a result of that. So if you can, you know, give yourself that space so that you have the awareness, you have the intention behind it, you have the time to ask yourself some of these questions, then I really think that's going to make such a huge difference. I know it will because it has for me for sure. Yeah. And coming back to the reasons, the burnout, Mm. if you are constantly deprioritizing yourself to me, I see that directly then related to hitting, hitting burnout pretty quickly. Yep. And not doing the things that are most important to you and, you know, not like showing yourself and the people around you respect for the things that you are committing to all of that. Oh, this is a topic that I could talk about forever, Nicole. I'm so I like I love I love the idea of saying no now more than ever. (laughs) And I know that it's a practice and I know that over time and I still have so much more work to do myself But I hope that by us talking about it today that we at least got people kind of thinking about it and that if you have ever felt that way about your schedule, like, you know, just kind of wanted to hide when you look (laughs) at what your week looks like, that it doesn't have to be that way. Like you should be excited about the stuff that you Mm -hmm. plan and the, the ways that you're spending your time and you can be. I I do think for me personally, it's come a bit more with age. I've gotten better at it. I've become more aware Mm. of it. I've had conversations. I've had people like you in my life who've shown us the way. And I don't mean that in a facetious way. I mean that in a a really genuine way because, you know, sometimes you just need to see – see someone living out in a way that you think, oh, that's actually really cool. What, What is it that they're doing, you know, subscribing to this philosophy through that I've gotten a lot better. I know you had us, we didn't, we didn't rank ourselves, but if I did rank myself, you know, in my twenties and thirties, out of 10, I probably would have ranked myself a two in that ability Mm. to say no. Um, But with age, I'd say right now, I feel pretty, pretty happy at, you know, at a healthy seven on my way to an eight. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. I do think that maturity has a lot to do with it. I think that as our values and our perspective become clearer as we gain clarity around the things that are most important to us, we start to have an easier time saying no to things that, 
you know, frankly, like it's not a bad thing if it doesn't, if it's not important to you, that should not like make you a bad person or like make you feel bad. It's just, you know, your priorities, you know, your values, you know what you want to do, you know what you want. Exactly. And I am very passionate, maybe bullish, one of those two words on the respect factor. Mm. Yeah. I don't want to harp on it again, but, but I do think it's a sign of, of, of respect for other people when you respect your time and, and your commitments first. Biggie. It's a biggie. All right, Nicole. Well, thank you again for having this convo with me today. I absolutely loved it. And friends, we hope that you did as well. As we close out today's chat on saying no, we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.